0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for coming back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. I have a great episode for you today. It's all about giving yourself permission to go your own, to go your own way, to, to experience your own grief journey, and to not allow the expectations of others to really pour into what you believe about yourself. It does not give you permission to stay stuck or stay in a position where you aren't healing, but it does give you permission to slow down a bit and realize that we're never getting off this train. So why try to rush to the end if there is no end? Why don't you take each step and embrace it? But before I jump in, I am so excited. Before the end of 2021, I reached over 10,000 downloads. I just want to say thank you so much to all of my, to you. Thank you so much for showing up here each week and listening. I love the feedback. I love the comments. I have some really exciting things. Um, 2022, I am, the podcast is staying. I'm going to bump it up and do more episodes for you. I have a lot of great ideas um, based off of comments and questions that I've gotten from you guys. So keep those coming in. If you have not given me a review, please consider it. Please go. It takes like two minutes. Go on to Apple Podcasts and just leave me a review because that really does help other people find my podcast. It also helps other people realize you know decide if they want to listen the how many times have you gone to a review to see if it's worth your time so if this has helped you in any way please consider doing that for me and I read every one of them and I'm so grateful well with that let's dive in hi friend I am so excited that you're here to check out her restored spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken-spirited maybe it's a divorce loss of a spouse or even a child loss of a job whatever it is i know there is restoration in your future i'm a widowed mom and i remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith and a new strengthening in my heart soul and motherhood I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony. And that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book because I believe you're on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know is inside you and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. When you start grieving, or really when you go through anything, there are so many people who are willing to give you advice, who tell you what you need to do, what you should do, what you could do, all the things. Everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has what worked for them, what they've seen happen, what didn't work for them. Really, there's nothing new under the sun, there's no new circumstances, there's no new trials. There's somebody who's been through just about everything and they've lived through it. They've survived it. Some have done really well. Some have not. Some have lived and, and learned from their mistakes. All of this to say, all of that's fine and well, but your journey is your own. There's no one who's lived the exact same life as you, who has the exact same mind, who has the same goals, the same priorities, the same values. You can have two people who are very similar and have similar values, but still not have the same life experiences. And all of this to say, your grief journey is yours. You get the power to make it look like you want it to look. And this episode is... Well, I took. I decided to do this episode because I was talking with some ladies who are fairly new in their grief and were asking questions of like, how long will the pain last? And my friend said I should be over it by now. And I don't feel like I am actually grieving well. How do you grieve? And as I was giving them my thoughts... And I won't even say my advice because it's really, advice is not something you need. You need encouragement. You need inspiration. You need someone to walk by you and say, it's okay to feel how you're feeling. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to circumvent it. (laughs) The joys of recording when your kids are playing but at least they're playing nicely together so I'm just gonna let it happen so if you hear them just go with it it's fine well let me read the comment that I made the uh, the post it says hi all my name is Tammy and I'm pretty new to the group I lost my husband when I was 32 I had a two and four year old at the time and we're approaching our 10th heavens day slash anniversary I wanted to offer some encouragement the early years it's all about survival The next thing to get through, embrace this. Don't feel guilty about it. You need this phase to prepare you for the next. You don't have to do anything that people say you need to do to heal. This journey is not theirs. It's yours. Once you are on the journey, there is no destination. It's a perpetual journey. My grief has changed over the years from active grief and heartache to now what is my constant companion. I respect it. I appreciate it. I'm grateful for what has taught me. But if you don't go through your, your own grief journey, you will never get there. The best thing you do for yourself is to release the expectations of others. includes That includes your close friends and family. They may walk with you, but they don't understand the journey that you're on. If you want to find healing and restoration, it's there waiting for you when you're ready. But there are no shortcuts, no bypasses, no quick routes. But with each breath, you can learn to be grateful for who you are becoming on the journey and how you can help others through it as well. So you are not alone, and each of our journeys are different, but being with women who understand is huge. And I just want to reiterate that the importance of friends and family walking with you is crucial. My friends supported me when I couldn't support myself, but the ones who supported me the most were the ones who allowed me to experience my own journey and did not push me in any direction and were willing to walk in all of my emotions, willing to walk with me when I was angry, when I was sad, when I thought it was my fault, when I thought it was unfair and I just wanted to throw a pity party, when I was crying, when I was happy and just wanted to laugh. The friends who helps me on my grief journey are the ones who walked through everything, who had no expectations for me. And if they did, they didn't push them on me. Many times, people say things that they, they're doing it because they want you to be better. They want you to feel happy or get over this. They don't want to see you hurting. They don't understand the depth and the gravity of what you're going through. And you don't have to have a loss of a loved one to experience loss. There's trauma that can push you in that same direction. Once you're on the grief journey, once you've been through something really life-altering, life-changing, you're going to want it to change you for the better. You're going to want it to change you, period. You don't want to go back to who you were before you experienced that. That would be a waste of an experience. And it took me a while to really embrace that. But I came to the understanding that wishing for my husband to come back was not something that I was even fair for me to do because he wasn't and giving myself permission to grow and to heal and to to live while still missing him and wishing that he was a part of my life still it enables me to become who I need to be and I'm still on this journey I'm still be it's I'm still in this journey of discovering who I've been called to be, why God has me walking on this journey. And the fact that there's no destination, that, well, the destination is heaven. When we get there, we will see the reasons. We don't know who we impact. We don't know who we are around. And I really believe that some of the things that we go through are not just for us alone. It's because someone's going to be put in our path along the way that our experience, well, we can be empathetic to theirs or we have compassion or we can walk with someone else in something hard because we know what hard looks like. We may not understand what they're going through, but we understand what it feels like to be lost and alone and hurting. But our journeys are our own. And I don't mean to make that sound bleak or hard or uncaring. It's not even a good excuse. It's not an excuse to pull away from people either because we do need to walk together. We do need friends. We do need to be around people who have like experience. We need to be around people who have that and hold that empathy for us and the same as you can do that for others. But sometimes we need that freedom to take everyone else's advice And everything else that they say we should or could or need to do and put it through our own lens of why should I? Could I? And is this really something that I need to to do? And then you have the choice of saying yes or no. And it's your choice. And it might be great advice. It might be something that, yes, you're right. I really need to do that. But I'm not ready for that yet. I haven't taken that step or I'm not willing to do what's necessary to get there. And we need to honor that for the moment as well. That if we're not ready to heal, if we're not ready to go to the next step in healing, you can push, 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 push. But until you, well, until you really experience the step that you're on, until you embrace it for everything it's worth, and you learn your life lessons from where you are at this current stage. Whether that is, what is it like to parent grieving kids? What is it like to be on your own? What is it like to start looking for another job? What is it like to stand up for yourself? What is it like to, to be independent? What is it like to cry in front of other people? What is it like to be vulnerable? What is it like to understand our own needs? All of these things are things that we need to walk through in order to get to the next step. And like I said, there's no like shortcut or circumventing the process. If you don't learn what you need to learn from the step you're on, even if you try to step out, it's going to push you back here. It's going to push you back. It's going to take longer if you fight the process, if you jump. And I I will say it's it's not just jumping to... The next step it's also jumping to relationships, jumping to alcohol, ju- jumping to painkillers, jumping to you know depression medicine and anxiety medicine and abusing them. It's jumping to these coping mechanisms that are not healthy or that are actually harmful. Grief is not something that needs to be fixed. It's not a disease. It's a way to prove you're alive. It's a way to show that you care. It's, a, it's, it's what happens because we love, because we hurt, and you can't just push it down. I have friends who that's what they love to do is just push the emotions down and don't talk about them. And grief doesn't allow you to do that. Now, it may last years. You may be able to shove it down for years. And after my mom died, I really think that that's what happened, is I dealt with what I needed to deal with, but I just pushed it down and kept going. I always had another project. I focused on work. I focused on the next thing. I mean, I at that time, I also, you know, I was pregnant. I had a baby. Uh, my husband and I, our relationship changed because of our new circumstances and things. And so I had something to keep my mind off of the fact that I had not grieved my mom. And then when my husband died, all of that grief that I've been shoving down from my mom came up as well. That's when I had to start dealing with, what does grief look like for me? And what is my grief journey now? The grief journey looks different for everyone. Some people are able to sail through and get their grief checked off and just keep moving to the next stage. And and then it just looks, you, you look at them from the outside and they look fine. They look happy. Don't let outward appearances fool you. The people who do that, and I will say there's some healthy and unhealthy people who do, who've who done that. Some healthy people who I I've talked to and I see, they are really processing their grief and they are going through the, they are in it and they're doing it with a new relationship, new friendships by making big changes. And it's perfectly healthy. And then there's others who you see that it's, they're putting on that brave face. Both of those individuals need to be supported and encouraged and accepted for who they are. The person who's doing it well can be encouraged because, like, hey, you know, I'm here if you need, if you have those hard moments, because they do and they will. And the same as the person who's putting on that brave face of everything's fine, I've got this. A lot of times it's the unseen journey that that really stops us, that really keeps us immobilized. So don't judge people by what you see them doing or how they're acting or what they're saying, how they're dressing, who their relationships are. If you want to know how someone's doing, ask them a question, ask them, sit with them Spend time with them. Maybe not even ask them questions about it. Maybe just spend time with them for them and allow them to bring it up if they want or not at all. If they want to be happy and laugh, laugh with them. But then also show up for them when they are crying. This is also your permission slip that your journey doesn't have to look like everyone else's. Your journey can... Your journey is going to be over a lifetime anyway. So why... Try to fit your journey into someone else's timeline. It's okay if you are a year out and it's still raw. But I do urge you to not allow those. Don't stay on any step forever. Don't allow the step that you're on to stop you from living. The first couple years are survival. And I've talked to many people and we all agree, and this, again, could be the same for you, could be different, but the second year is harder than the first. And I think it's because your heart starts to to catch up with your brain and they start to talk and they start to understand the gravity of what you're going through and how instead of countdowns, you have count ups. It's okay if your journey doesn't look like everyone else's. It's okay if you do it out of order. What is the order? I don't know if, um, well, I don't know if you know this or not, but the five stages of grief, the Kubler-Ross stages of grief that so many therapists learn and teach, so many grief therapists actually will go through that with you. That, those stages of grief were meant for the dying, not for the living. That was to come to grips with the fact that you are dying whether it be cancer or other illnesses or whatever it may be, that wasn't intended to be for the the survivor. It wasn't meant for someone who's living through grief the rest of their life. There are no stages that you can check off. Now, many of them work. All of the the stages that they're talking about, the... um, Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, sure, I would say each of those at one time or another have been part of my journey. Not in that order and not just one single time. There are times that I have to accept it over and over and over. Sometimes I still have denial, not as much, but sometimes it's just the fact like this is my life. This is not how I saw it working out. This is not how I planned it. So don't get yourself stuck in a pattern that is a check off. A this is what I need to do and or because I haven't experienced all of these, I'm not grieving well. What does it mean to grieve well? And well, that's going to be a whole nother podcast is what does it mean to grieve well? I will... I'll talk about that in a few weeks, but don't get stuck in the trap that you'll never get all out of the grief cycle, that you'll never feel healed, or that in order to be healed, you have to not be grieving because that goes hand in hand. My grief, I am never going to put it down 100%. I don't want to. I don't intend to. I think that it adds a depth to my character it's part of my story and it helps me remember what's important you don't have to set down your grief to live your life you don't have to set down your grief to live a happy life to be to have joy and be joyful to smile and laugh you can do both grieve and laugh It's okay if your grief journey doesn't look like other people's, but don't get so stuck on the destination of ending your grief that you miss all of the life lessons and the beauty that comes from ashes, the beauty that comes from hardship and from growing and stretching and the gifts of grief that you gain along the way. This is your permission slip to grieve how you need to grieve for as long as you need to grieve. But don't make it an excuse to stay stuck in fear. Don't use it as an excuse to not live and to pull away from people. Learning to partner with your grief and live your life through it is really where the beauty is shown. It's really where... You're meant to be, and it's part of your journey, part of your purpose, and part of the gifts that you have to offer the world. So don't get stuck thinking that this is the way it's going to be forever. And also don't get stuck in the fact that you have to get over your grief. Neither of those are true. Something in between. But discover what what you want right now. What are you learning right now? Ask yourself, what is the gift that I'm that I can give myself right now? What is an expectation that I can release? How can I do today well? Just today. And when you start doing that, you'll start to see how grief can change you and how it actually teaches you a lot about life and love and you along the way so next week i'm going to continue this discussion a little bit more and we're going to talk about are you really stuck in grief or in life are you really stuck what does it look like to be stuck and are you stuck or are you are you safe are you in that comfortable fear and you just haven't taken that step yet to move through it. So I hope you come back and I will talk to you next week. Bye. Talk to you later.